Welcome to our broadcast. My name is Sherry Harris, and this is His Will for Your Life podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. We hope that you will be blessed by uh, what we share today. I have with me Minister Joseph Johnson, um, and so he has um, graciously joined me to co-host today. And so we want to just share with you um, what we'll be doing. We'll share interviews, um, testimonies, people share their stories. This is a safe place where people can come and be unashamed. We have an inbox that you can um, put your comments in as well as um, you can share them openly or give us a call at 757-607-4490. Or you may email us at hiswillforyourlife at gmail.com. How are you today, um, Minister Joseph? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. And so we want the people to know that um, this is not a church bashing uh, platform, but this is just a place where others can feel safe in sharing uh, their stories unashamed, um, where they can come and be healed and um, not be uh, ridiculed for their struggles that they may have. Uh, we know the scripture, which is our theme, that um, we know that uh, God says he knows what he is doing. He has it all planned out, uh, planned to take care of us and not to abandon us and to give us a um, future that we hope for. And so we can take that and, um, and be comfortable with that, knowing that God has a plan for us, even though it does not seem like God has a plan for us. It seems Absolutely. like our world is upside down, but we know that God still loves us, right? And what Absolutely. does the will of God looks like for our lives? The will of God is, to know the will of God is to simply commune with God, have a relationship with him, spend some time with him in prayer uh, to get to know what his plan is. Each of our uh, plans that God has for us is different. Um, he has hand designed each of our um, futures and it is up to us to seek God for his will for our lives. So many times we go through the formalities of church. Um, we can't do this, we can't do that. And right. so uh, people really don't know what the will of God is. We like to invite others to church, but we don't necessarily invite them to Christ. Mm. And God is what's going to sustain them and to keep them and to heal them and to deliver them and to comfort them. And um, so our topic tonight is let people be real so that they can heal. We have a guest, uh, Nancy uh, Denise Smith, who will be joining us shortly. And she's going to share her testimonies. We're going to dialogue. We don't have any questions for her per se. We're just allowing her to uh, share her story. Um, she posted something and had become very transparent. And so I've been following her. I have never met her, but I have um, known her in the spirit. She has a love for God. She's transparent. She has a love for God's people. I know that she has been a minister of music for over 20 years. And so um, we will have her on again shortly to share um, her story with us. You have anything to say, Joseph? Well, I'm super excited to be a part of your first 
podcast of the season, season one for you. And I'm so excited um, to be a part of this. And when I got the call that you were, you know, had some questions and you just wanted to pick my brain. And I was just like, God, this is super duper amazing because I'm of everything that I've acquired and learned from doing the plug and everything like that. I was just like, I want to be able to be um, of help to anybody who would, you know, be venturing and doing this launch. Because I remember when I started, um, I was super nervous. I was like, is anybody going to listen? Is anybody going to log in? Are they going to take it seriously? And um, so I, I'm, I'm just happy to be here to be of support for sure. And um, also we've been supposed to do ministry long time ago. So, but exactly right. it took a pandemic and some other stuff for God to kind of like, you know, cool us down a little bit, but you know, we are here. So I'm super excited to, to dive into this with you today. Awesome. 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 Uh, so what do you think um, the will of God looks like for your life? <laughs> That's a question that I always, I find myself asking that question almost oh, every other day. Um, the will of God for my life. Uh, definitely for, um, for my soul to prosper, you know, for me to prosper as my soul prospers, for sure, that's what the word says, but also to just be authentically me. Um, I think a lot of times what I've struggled with, and I can be honest, um, and I've said this, you know, in various on various platforms, you know, some things that I've struggled with is wanting to be everything to everybody and not who God really called me to be for that person or for myself. Exactly. And um, oftentimes we as believers, um, and people in general, human nature, we tend to have a chameleon type spirit where we'll kind of adjust to whatever the atmosphere is of other people. And as believers, we know that we're called to be thermostats and not necessarily thermometers. And so what that means for me is I have to be, I have to desire and want to be transparent in everything that I do because God can't get the glory in me trying to be somebody else. I've spent a lot of my life trying to be somebody else. And um, that's why I tell people all the time, like, what are you doing for Halloween? First of all, I don't celebrate Halloween. Um, and second of all, I'm not going to wear a mask because I have a hard enough time being me. Um, but now we're all conditioned to wear masks now in public because of this pandemic. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I think the, the major point for me is to definitely strive every day to be authentically me and whatever that looks like the good the bad the ugly and the indifferent and i believe that if i put that in the master's hand he will definitely mold that to whatever it is that he wants me to do and you know the rest is in his will and i believe that is so true one of the reasons what drew me to our guest today is she had become so transparent and you can tell we have never spoken outside of the text messages of what her life really looks like. Um, but I can tell that there's been some church hurt or yeah. um, some some hurt um, in her life. But the love of God sustains her um, and the love that she has for God also uh, is keeping her. And, and, and she shares that her posts are inspiring. Um, and then there are some posts that she posts that hits home for her. Yeah. And it hits home for most of us um, because we all struggle. Um, the, the sad thing is that we suffer in silence and um, mm-hmm. in silence because we don't know who to trust, who we can uh, share exactly. um, our stories with, that they don't take it and use it as gossip instead of using it for an opportunity to uh, help us heal or 
to help us get through or to see ourselves through the word of God and see God, right. his word. And so absolutely, just need this, um, this platform where it is a place where people can come and share their stories and, and, and be healed. I receive so many text messages and, um, not as many emails as I do with inboxes and half of the people yeah. in my inbox, I don't know. Um, yeah. some called me through audio, Facebook, and I used yeah. to get so upset. Somebody's called me, who does that? Right. <laughs> um, but the Lord was like, pick up. and so I had to pick up a call two 30 in the morning from, um, someone who, who needed to talk. And so I find that, um, people need to be transparent and they need yeah. to, um, be able to speak to someone that's, I'm going to point them back to God. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what we're looking for from this platform, even from our guests and those who may comment, um, those who may ask to join. Um, this is what we're looking for. Absolutely. And so in terms of our uh, topic tonight, let um, people be real so they can heal. What does that look like to Joseph? <sighs> Just being, being honest. I think a lot of the times, and we, as you were just talking about church hurt and people being church hurt, and we've all experienced some forms of that. I, I, I believe that you're not tested, tried, and true unless you've been involved or the experience or experienced church hurt. Um, because I believe that the amount of church hurt that really comes to believers is because there's a certain level of um, the pedestal theory that we put on people and we put them in these high places or this this deeper level of trust because oh they go to church we we're called to be separate from the world so the people that i'm with are supposed to be separate with me and in this place because we're pilgrims just passing through but we forget that we are humans made of dust and clay and all matter of the earth and so we're flawed just like you know we all the ones that came before us and i think the to, in order to heal, we have to first be honest about where we are. Um, even when when God asked um, Mo, uh, Moses, asked Adam in Genesis, he said, where are you? Um, he knew where Adam was because God is the creator of time. He sits outside of time. He looks in and sees what we're doing. He knows exactly what time it is. He knows where we are. But the question of that particular moment wasn't as you know, geographically, where are you? It's where are you mentally? Where are you spiritually? And if we're honest about where we are in our walk, in our process, yes. then I think that that's where the real healing can begin. Um, I know that about two years now, I've been on what is called, a, what I've called a wholeness journey. And I didn't start to really grow and, and develop and really you know, try to tackle a lot of my issues growing up until I had to go sit with Jesus and a therapist. And that's just really, and I'm a black man in America that goes to see a therapist, a, a Christian therapist and counselor. And so I think that's definitely needed, especially for those in our community, yes. because we were taught, go to sleep, take a nap. You need, you need rest. Well, when I get up from my rest, I'm still depressed because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to acknowledge where I'm at. And there is prayer. Prayer does work. We are here to tell you that prayer can move you can move mountains when you pray absolutely um but i do believe that the as the word says you know don't forsake the assembly of the brother we need each other um and i believe that god going back to the church hurt i believe that god does point us in the right direction to who we need to connect with because not everybody is what who we're supposed to connect with because even judas 
was in the midst of the 12. So I said a lot to say, but that's what it was. <laughs> yes, and it makes me think of Hezekiah's song that um, I need you to survive and yes. you do. Um, I tell people all the time, every pastor needs a pastor, every counselor mm -hmm. needs a counselor. And we need people to hold us accountable as well as we need someone that we can talk to. You know, Absolutely. as leaders, we can't lead on empty, right? No. Um, we cannot lead on empty. Um, and it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times we feel like we can't be okay, that we have to save face, that we have to be, um, you know, strong when we don't feel strong today. Right. We have to smile when we don't want to smile today. And right. it's okay to have those days, but it's, it's important not to stay in that place. Mm -hmm. um, but find someone you can talk to or just simply spending that time with God and just sitting in his presence until he begins to speak to you. Sometimes you just have to sit before him and, and just cry, but he understands your tears. He says those tears, he saved them in a bottle. Right? right. So he knows, he knows what our tears mean. and He understands those things. And so we just need to um, know that we can um, be in a safe place um, with God and with God's people, those that he Absolutely. to um, place for us. And it takes time. Things don't happen overnight. You know, it, it, to understand the magnitude of who God is, I, I believe we've been conditioned. And I'm glad you've made the statement before, you know, we started, this is not to bash the church, you know, mm -hmm. but we can be honest to say that there were some things that we were taught in error mm -hmm. and we've, we've been conditioned by society to put God in a box. And if we just sit and think the how like how massive he is, like we see the universe through a telescope or what pictures of scientists that show us. But if we think about the universe being so vast and void or, or huge, and God is way bigger than that, a big God compared to my little situation and, 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 and me, it's, it's just, it's very humbling. Right, right. Um, we want to just leave that number again um, for those who may want prayer. Um, and that number is 757-607-4490. Um, again, you can email us um, a prayer request. You can email us, just simply talk to us. And that is at hiswillforyourlife at gmail.com. Hiswillforyourlife at gmail.com. Again, that number is 757 6074490. And so I thank you for uh, sharing those um, your story with us because a lot of times we do have church hurt. Um, I feel that when when the world comes to the church, they don't want to see anything that reminds them of the world. They're coming to right. church to be healed, um, to feel safe. And so when they find when they meet up with someone who hasn't quite been healed or delivered themselves, right. you know, hurting people hurt others. Um, mm -hmm. and then it reminds them of the world. And so since the world is comfortable, they run back to the world instead of, you know, running to someone else in the church and finding someone that they can get to pray with them or to, to, to speak with them or, you Absolutely. know, to put God on their behalf. And, and so as believers, we need to stay in that, that place where people can feel comfortable and coming to us. Like I shared with you, I don't know everyone that 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 is in my inbox. I don't know most of them. Mm -hmm. um, and most of them I know because they have um, become my friends on Facebook. But do I know them outside of Facebook? I don't. And so we need to be 
the only Bible that some of them may read. Mm -hmm. And so they need to be able to feel safe, you know. Absolutely. And, and they're a pretty good judge of character because they they're they're in a the world, they've they've seen this. So they need to see something that's different. Exactly. And we want to be um that that place for them. Um and so this is why uh, this podcast was uh, designed, um, as you know, and many of you know, and some of you may be watching. I love being behind the scenes, and I'll speak behind the scenes all day long <laughs> until Jesus comes back. But I find it where God is pushing me forward and mm -hmm. pushing me forward, and I have to be obedient uh, to him. Did I want to do this podcast? Nope. When he told me to do the podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. I can speak behind the scenes, you know. <laughs> but it was like, no, we're going live. And so this is the actually the first time I've ever gone live, I believe. Um, and then to do it on this platform is something totally different for me, but it's needed. Um, Absolutely. So, um, the, 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 the body needs it. Um, the church needs it. Um, so we need it. So we and you know it's freeing too, because if you think about it, God's will for your life, you know, he said the last will be first and the first will be last and his word can't return void. So we have to be us late bloomers as we, you know, <laughs> we have to be, you know, in his timing, you know, push forward. Right. So I thank you for um, staying Absolutely. on with me. Um, I know you're going to head back to the background, but I appreciate you. We have, um, our guests that will be coming in soon. So awesome. I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll see Wait, you soon. no, she left. She's gone. Okay. Um, she's gone. Um, so we'll wait till she gets back in. I don't know where she is. Maybe she got kicked out. Um, she's coming back in. Here she is. Okay. How are you? Hi. How are, are you? you? See you. I'm well. It's good to see you too. Thank you. Thank you for um, receiving this invitation at such a late notice. You're was, so welcome. <laughs> I was sharing with the others that um, you had made a post and that post, I knew that you had to be on today's um, podcast. Um, oh, amen. Only because I have watched you. I have never met you in person, but I know you in the spirit. Um, amen. I know your transparency and your love that you have for God and God's people. But I also Praise know that God. you've been hurt. I can, oh, yeah. I, I can see that oh, yeah. as well, but you mm -hmm. don't let that um, keep you from serving God in your capacity. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, again, for those who may be just um, tuning in, this is uh, Mrs. Denise, I mean, <laughs> Nancy Denise Smith. And um, she's uh, met her on Facebook first when she did... Um, Take me to the greens. That oh my God! <laughs> a few years ago, Lord have um, mercy. Of, uh, Take me to the King, and um, from there on, um, we've been Facebook friends, and um, it's been a, a joy to to know her. And so um, we have her tonight, where we actually face to face talking. Yes, so, finally. <laughs> yes. So I shared a little bit about. Um, I know that you've been in a uh, minister of music for over twenty five years in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. four children? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, four, four children. And I couldn't mm -hmm. count up the grandchildren that you have, but I know <laughs> that you have a few grandchildren. So I'm going to give you this opportunity to um, share with the people who you are. Well, amen. I'm, again, Nancy Denise Smith. I hail from Columbus, Georgia, born and raised in Georgia, but um, I spent a lot of years in Anchorage, Alaska. 
uh, 28 years to wow. be exact. Mm -hmm. And um, but I reside um, in Tucson, Arizona now. Um, I do um, have four grown uh, children, three yes. young women and a young man. Uh, I have been in music ministry for 25 plus years, um, teaching, uh, traveling with my daughters. My daughters also sing um, in, in different capacities of music ministry. Um, I'm a worship leader now, mm -hmm. um, choir director too, but uh, since COVID, we haven't been, you know, right. uh, the choir has not been singing, but uh, yeah, that's basically who I am. <laughs> and so our topic tonight is let people be real so they can heal. What does that look like for Nancy? Ah, wow. Being real so you can heal. You can't, I am a firm believer that you can't heal unless you're truthful with yourself about what it is that you're going through. And for many, many years, I couldn't heal because I couldn't wear uh, the realness in my life because I was a PK kid. So I was expected to be a certain kind of person. You know, I was expected to hold a certain kind of face. Mm -hmm. And um, all the while, you know, I was doing a lot of hurting inside. And um, at a very young age, um, I had I started um, being a mom and uh, went through a very tumultuous relationship with their father and made the decision to walk away to be better. And for many years, the enemy kept me bound because he made me believe that my situation was shameful. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I learned what it was to repent and to give all of my hurt and pain to God, I began to share with other women about, you know, um, the damage that was done in that relationship as it relates to abuse and mm -hmm. um, being a young mother, being the freedom mm -hmm. to to share who I really was and how I overcame. Okay. And it was only in my truth mm -hmm. that I became who I am today. Um, a lot of people are bound because they are ashamed of what they've been through. Mm -hmm. Even even those that say they're delivered, they're still, their mouths are still shut. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm a, just a firm believer that you don't have to tell all of your stuff, but tell some of it. Mm -hmm enough of it so people can know who because you haven't always been where you are you know exactly. and then sometimes life is still a struggle exactly. and we still go through and we still need god you know yes, yes. and um the walk that might look perfect to some isn't perfect right and so um i always say that i am more apt to receive from somebody that can show me where they came from, yes. what they were delivered from, yes. what they've been through, what yes. God kept them through. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're talking to me all the time, like you've always been on the mountain and you've never <laughs> had any problems, and right. then I'm not too apt to receive from you because, you know, we all need God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we all need delivering from something at one we point in time, you know, in our, in our other, and the Bible says, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yes, so yes. Can't have no testimony without a test. I've been through a lot of tests, you know, and some of it was ugly. Yes. 
So yeah. I like to tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. And that's you what's know. needed um, when we become transparent. Um, like right. That I need someone to have been where I was. Um, right. So that I can know that God can bring me out of it too. So Absolutely. if I was homeless, I need to know that this isn't the end in, in, end all for me. I know that God has Absolutely. a plan for me. And I need to know that when if you were once homeless, how God brought you out. And so we don't tell those stories. We don't share that we've been battered. We don't share that we've been abused. We don't share the core issues that may come from family hurt. We don't share those things. And so people feel that they have to, to fake it, if you will. Right. You're right. You're right. People to know that it's OK not to be OK. And a mm -hmm. lot of times we we just think we have to keep going, but we cannot lead on empty. Eventually, no. we're going to we're going to fall out, and then we're no good for anyone. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Yeah. So, um, as far as music goes, and the in as you being a minister of music, what is um, how do you minister through your music? How do you choose the songs that you you you, you choose? Um, for that particular um, service um, mm -hmm. and, and well, what does that look like? Well, I always believe that there's a certain message for a certain time, all the time. And so not that I have always done this. Sometimes, you know, you have to go off the cuff, but the majority of the time I lay before God to see what it is that needs to be said through song at that particular time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, you know, years ago in my early, early ministry, I, you know, we did all the popular stuff and mm -hmm. the stuff that was top 40 and the things that would, but I, you know, I learned that just the technical side of it, everybody can't sing everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just for an example, I, I witnessed um, this young lady many years ago over a youth choir and she had them singing um, this song about, I lost my job and I can't pay my rent and they were babies. You know what I mean? I'm like, it sound good. They sound cute, but they ain't lost no job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, right. you know, everything might sound good, but I, you know, I learned a lot along the way that it's important to be sensitive to yeah. what God knows is going on with people. And um, God, you know, is I can't take any any credit for it, but God has really used me in that area mm -hmm. to be able to sing the right song at the right time. It's imperative, you know. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I do pray and I do place God first before, you know, I sing a solo, I teach a song before the, the choir ministers, because you just want to do the right thing because it's so crucial. Um, it's, you know, the word of God is ultimate. Um, I just happen to think that God's stamp of approval is on music ministry. Mm -hmm. And there is a reason that he places us up before people to break that fallow ground up and minister to hearts. So it's real important to me what's being saying and um, the delivery, you know, and all of that heart, right. You know, cause I've gotten up and I wouldn't write some days, you know, um, I remember years ago, I I was at my father, my father was a pastor mm -hmm. and uh, I came to church and I really, really, really hadn't lived like nothing mm -hmm. that week. Mm. And I just didn't even think I deserved to be at church. Wow. And my dad preached such a powerful, mm -hmm. powerful message and called me to sing. Wow. 
And um, I was like, Lord, I am just not, I, I'm not fit. And I should have gotten myself together before right now. My heart ain't right. My mind is all over the place. And I, and the, the altar was flooded. And wow. so I had to make a decision. You know, do I whisper in my father's ear? Cause there were several other psalmists there that could have sang, right. let somebody else do it. Or do I let use this as a lesson? Mm-hmm. And, and so in that moment, as I whispered to the musician what I was going to sing, it took me a minute to even start singing because I had my head down and I was praying to God. I said, God, you know, I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm worthy to sing this morning, but Lord, I repent of my thoughts, the way my heart feels, the way I've been this week. I said, and if you use me, if you use me this morning, knowing how I walked in this building, I will never not get it together again. If Mm. you use me this morning, and I didn't know because it was so crucial, altar flooded. So the song I sung had to be, you know, the right song. And I'll never forget. It was old song called Let the Savior In. And Mm. I could feel the power of God before I even started singing it, girl. And I, I, I felt his forgiveness. I felt his love. And I remember as he played the introduction and I came in on that beginning part, mm-hmm. literally, not, not for real, I tell this story and people think, but I could just feel myself, my spirit lifting. Not Now my feet did not leave the ground, <laughs> but I felt like God was, was holding me saying, you know, I appreciate you, I got you. And th- what happened through that song that day, I don't even remember singing it, but I remember what it did and I remember how blessed the people, the, the house was mm-hmm. um, because I made that sacrifice to, to get it in that moment, right. you know, and he used me in that moment. I had the mind to get it together. Now, you know, sometimes we just do what we do because we're so um, used to doing it and skilled that we just, we got it, you know, <laughs> but I, I just, it was back then during the, that time in my life, that I had stopped leaning and depending on my gift, my, my ability to sing, and I really wanted to be anointed. So I just, it was during that time that I started doing it, felt like I needed to do it the right way. And so, right. because it's crucial. Right, yeah. and it is so crucial. Um, the music, the words minister yes. just as much as the word of God ministers when the, the preacher uh, gets up to, to, to minister. Um, but how do you feel about uh, the songs that I use now that has a um, secular beat to it. Um, mm. um, well, I'm gonna to the church. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> you know, I come from a very musical family. All musicians, all singers. Mm-hmm. I've been singing since I was about six years old. So I have, I have a love for music mm-hmm. that um, runs really, really deep an appreciation for all kinds of music. There are some kinds of music that I do not appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sometimes, you know, like uh, I won't call any artist name, but they, you know, they use the secular music to write over a song. Sometimes depending on, this is just me. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to pull anybody into my beliefs, but to me, if I, whatever the words to the basis of the other song was, Mm-hmm. To me, you can't sing gospel over it. Mm-hmm. That's just been my, mm-hmm. and then some of it is 
kind of straight foolishness. And some of it, I think it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, you know, I really, I'm, I answer that question in all honestly, honesty because of the music head that I am, uh -huh. you know, cause I'm not going to sit here and say that I only listen to gospel music. I love good music. I love music, Hello. you know? So, you know, that's, that's, that's my answer to that. It just, it just depends. Like I wouldn't want to hear a gospel song to remade to uncle Luke's, um, <laughs> I won't say the words, but I'm mm -hmm. like, because every time I hear that beat, I'm gonna think about what the, you know, what that really says, right. you know. But you know, there are some songs that have, you know, came over really and blessed people. You know, I guess it's a, I guess it's indiv to me, it's a, it's an individual thing. I know some people say, you know, God don't need nothing from the devil, but you know, I just don't, I don't think all music is devilish that's right. just me right yeah that's just that's just nancy <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for sharing that again if you guys need to um call in the number is 757-607-4490 you can also email us at for his uh, his will for his for your life at gmail.com um, also um private um message us in the chat as well as um, leave a comment um, for us to see. We don't get to you while we're on air. Uh, we will get to you later. Um, if you have any questions for um, the speaker, you may do so now. Okay, I just need to take that break in case someone needs you. You are still right now. Um, it's just a still picture of you, but I can hear your voice. Oh, okay. Can't see me. I can see Moving. you, but you're, yeah, you're, you're still. Okay. Like for a while now. Oh, I'm not sure what that is. I'm not either. So I'm just going to leave well enough alone so that we, okay. don't, we don't lose you. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I'm going to bring Joseph in. Um, okay. See if he gets to speak. How are you, Joseph? I'm well. I'm glad I was ready. Be ready at all times. <laughs> Joseph is also a musician, and that's how we met. I was putting on a program for my nonprofit organization, and um, I don't even remember so many years ago of why it didn't take place, but here we are um, working again. And so um, he has a podcast, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm always behind the scenes. So um, can you share with me? Um, he's like, well, I use audio. I was like, God said no audio. So I had to be present. <laughs> I don't like to be in the forefront. I like to be behind the scenes. So share your take on um, music as well. Uh, music, it's, it's nice to meet you too, by the way. I love Nice it. to meet you too. It. I love your Take Me to the Greens. That's like one of my favorites oh. of all time. <laughs> when I found oh, out that you God. were talking about and um, Carrie was like, she says she sings Take Me to the Greens. I was like, get out of here. Oh, so my gosh. This is, amazing. this is absolutely amazing. I feel celebrity, like I'm with a celebrity. celebrity oh, no, guys. I only did. Can I just say, can I just interject that? Yes. I only did that for a few friends. Like, literally, they called me and said, I dare you to change the words to because we were talking about people that freeload for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And um, and um, we were just having a conversation and they dared me to change the words, to take me to the king, to right. take me to the greens. And I got in my car, you know, cause I'm a poet and I know it. It's, right. It wasn't, you know, so I got in the car 
on my lunch break in Alaska and I just wow. wrote these words really fast. And if you look at the video, I'm sitting in my car. You are yes. in your car. Yes. And I've and I have these words in front of me and I'm clowning, but it wasn't for the world. Wow. It was for a few people. I got back to work and I said, Oh, y'all, I did it. I'm gonna post it and tag you. Yeah. And I went about my day. I came home. It was, you know, a very uh uh wintry day in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to bed and waking up to calls and, yes. and messages, people from Turkey, wow. soldiers all the way over in Turkey. And I was like, God, I did not want people to know my name this way. Yes, it, it went viral. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. it. I was like, what? Yeah, so I know, it, it, I cringe. I, I do not listen to it. I, I've never, re never no. listened to it. No. It's like me, I don't like to listen to my <laughs> So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I I wasn't definitely trying to be famous over no collard greens. No, but you're a staple. You are a staple but in the you black are. home. Like, OMG. You are a staple in every black person's home that does soul food for Thanksgiving. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Well, to God be the glory. It brought <laughs> a lot of people joy. Come. It brought a lot of people joy. So, yeah. you know, I'm thankful for that. And I love that because it's a balance. The world mm -hmm. needs to see that we can still laugh. We can have oh, fun. Yeah. We can oh, joke yeah. and still love the Lord, right? Amen. But Amen. Because of the formalities that have taken place in church with the do not do this, can't do that, cannot do that. They would rather stay in the world. And so I like it that they can see us and see that, wow, we can have fun too and, and still love the Lord. So that's Amen. very important. Yeah. So. With that being said, make another song. Oh. Right. <laughs> Joseph. So it was interesting. I was in the back, I was backstage and I was listening to the take on secular music, you know, versus church music and the, the crossover in between. Um, I kind of, I, I do feel the same way. And it's interesting. The first thing that came to mind was I was listening to our, one of our replays for, um, for the plug and I was listening to the full, our sound engineer has sent me the whole show and with the commercial music for another platform. So I'm listening to it and it was How Great Is Our God. And so the beat was like lit, it was fire. And then he, the guy who was singing, I still don't know who he is because I tried to Shazam it and I couldn't come up with it. And so he came and he started singing, um, I'm in love with you, you set me free. I can't do this thing called life without you here with me because I'm so in love with you. And he's talking about God, but it was from, we know from Beyonce's Dangerously in Love. And mm -hmm. then I started listening to how the beat kind of shifted. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a Trey Songs beat. So I, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm jamming. I'm like, but I shouldn't be jamming like this to how great is our God? Like I should be in like in, in doubt with worship. And, um, but I do believe that with every intent, you have to understand the motive and intent that comes with that particular song. And mm -hmm. we know that Satan is not a creator of anything. He definitely right. takes things and he perverts it. Um, but we do also have to understand the intent of that particular beat or, you know, instrumental that was created for that particular artist that was then, you know, kind of trans transitioned over to a, a, to be made over a gospel song. Um, mm -hmm. That's a very, that is a very dangerous uh, tool that a lot of older church people that were kind of trying to stay hippie and try to stay, you know, where they were at the same time, were trying to reach us, because I'm only 32, trying to reach us when I was a teenager. And they were like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, yeah. So um, I'm 32. So 
um, so they were trying to reach us in a way which you know, well, if we play this song, it's a word. It came from a worldly song, but it's a gospel layover on it. And you know, I personally, now that I'm older, I see the the ramifications of it because it's really ill effective, and it's right. counterproductive because the spirit behind the making of that original um, beat instrumental is still the same spirit that's attached to that. And Absolutely. then you go with the, the rituals that they do, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But we just have to, as believers, have to be very mindful of what we do exactly and be careful at the same time, because I, as you, I'm a worship leader as well, and our job is to lift up Jesus. And if we lift him up, he'll draw our men unto him. And so, and be ourselves, you know, it, it's, it's, we have a, it's a, a pivot. So a very important tool that is used. And oftentimes you see many of us attacked because we're the, we're kind of almost the closest thing to the pastor when it right. comes to music ministry and worship, and worship leading, you know, mm -hmm. we protect the altar, we protect the anointing of the altar and, you know, God uses us. We are the Levites. We go ahead of, of the people in front. And there's a That's reason right. why we're in front of the people because mm -hmm. Levi went in front, Judah went first. And yes. so, you know, when people say, you know, oh, I don't know, the, the, the person shouldn't be, you know, in, in front, you know, they should all be singing together. Yeah, we're singing together, um, but we're doing this, we're, we're supposed to be leading. And, um, and the world likes to kind of twist our thinking to make us think that we have background singers and none of us are background singers. We're all worship leaders. Amen. Whether you're leading the music or whether you're supporting, you're still considered a worship leader. I've, I'm not going to get too in deep into it because I, I did a workshop on it in Virginia um, not too long ago. But it was it, it's it's amazing. The whole yes. thing is amazing. Miss mm -hmm. um, um, Nancy, I have a question for you. And this question is a comment. And it says, what are some of Nancy's experiences in the church as a preacher's kid with being real? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that was a tough period in my life um, because I walked through the door with all of my reality, you know, um, but I was forgiven, you know, so um, a lot, I kind of felt like I got the short end of the stick a lot of times. I felt like my dad couldn't really be my pastor and my dad, you know, um, I didn't come in as the work. What well, wasn't? We, they were still doing devotion back then. Yes. No worship. Mm -hmm. yes. And yes. a lot of them still want to do it now. They ain't studying praise and worship. But uh, you know, I was, I was just in the choir at the time, and um, I became, you know, the music director. And I just found that it was, it was very unfair to me for me to be to drive home in tears as many times mm. that I did because of the certain treatment that I got because I was his daughter. And then I felt my, you know, I felt bad for him because I was, God had anointed me to do what I was doing. And sometimes I, he, he, he wasn't always this way, but sometimes I saw that struggle with, mm -hmm. do I put my daughter up mm -hmm. or do do I do something different? I'm just going to, mm -hmm. I'll say it that way as not to offend anybody. But do I put my daughter up? And, and at the beginning, you know, when I first moved to Alaska, it was, it was just rough. I just felt like I had to be on trial for a little while. You know, we're going to size you up and see 
just who you are first. And I remember my father being tired of doing that. And he got to the place where he would say over the pulpit, my daughter is anointed. And I'm, I don't want to feel a certain kind of way when I want my daughter to come and sing before I preach, you know, because you guys looking at her as my daughter, but she's a soul that God Mm -hmm. has blessed. And so it was a rough, it was a rough period. You know, I, it grew, you know, it was part, it was growing pains for me. And I, you know, I I didn't always walk in the way that I did, you know, my head was lifted a little bit more every week, Uh you know, and as I grew, you know, people, you know, sometimes if you grow, people will grow. You don't, you know, always have to let people see exactly where you are or just how bad they get on your nerves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, some of us, we want to show every emotion that we have, yes. but you know, I had Come to grow. Now. I had to grow through that. I, yes. you know, I went, I went, I went from being upset right before I put my robe on to mm-hmm. not being upset listening to you as I'm zipping it up, but I'm st- I still got a job to do. So that's what I'm focused. Y'all know church, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yes. You know, and the devil loves to come yeah. to you right before you right. got a minister. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Absolutely. So, yes. You know, but, um, you know, I've been delivered from a lot of things, but, and people is one of them. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't deal with that. That it's been many, many years mm-hmm. that I, but there was a time when, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't quite strong enough to deal with some of these church hounds is what I call them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and um, it tested my faith. It tested my, my, what is this, what I'm really supposed to be doing God? Cause these people don't like me. They're, they are putting me through something every week, you know, right. but then, you know, I developed tough skin through Jesus Christ. You know, I just, you know, and then, you know, if you start, if you stop giving attention to a lot of things, the average person. Now you do have some 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 strong devils, but the average person, you <laughs> yeah. know, they'll just back off and say, "Okay, she is who she is, or he is who he is, and he's serious yeah. about this." I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave him alone. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went through my struggles, but I think it's all a part of what's on my life now. I had to. Yeah, and you don't see it while you're in it, but when mm-hmm. I look back over my life, I'm like, this is what God was planning for me. Um, I've had two friends that I look up to, or one has passed since passed away, but um, they will always tell me, you're not anointed, you ain't been through nothing. And I remember one of my favorite scriptures was, I want to get to know you in the power of your resurrection. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it now is bringing tears. And when I tell you, I went through hell and high water. Yes. But it brought me closer to God. And it just mm-hmm. seemed like each year I have been delivered from people. Yes. And you will probably yes. see me post. You can say what you want. You can talk about me. You cannot speak to me, but that's your stuff because I'm right. not allowing it to attach it to me because I know what God brought me out of. Right. And I didn't like to be in the forefront um, because of fear of rejection. And so I just stayed in the back. So if I'm in the back, I can't be bothered, but right. I still get hurt in the back as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thank God for his deliverance in, in that area, because now I'm more open and I can I can share with others and I can understand what they're going to going through. Amen. If I see a person who went through what I went through, I can tell that person, even though they camouflaged it, even though they're smiling, even though Amen. they're going around like nothing's wrong. I see the hurt. Why? Because I've been there and, you know, and 
in human services, they teach us that hurting people hurt others. And so right. people that lash out, they've been hurt and they're still hurting. Right. And so, but who do we talk to without that person taking it and sharing it as gossip? Well, you know, she right. told me that such and such. And so now he or she doesn't want to share because they don't want to feel ashamed from sharing their stories. And so that's why we're here today for people to understand that you can share without being ridiculed and you can come here and, and share unashamed and get healed. We need to we need to get healed. Jesus is on his way back. Amen. And, um, we're gonna hold up accountable, um, be held accountable for those that we've turned away. Um, those who we have brought the church but not brought to Christ. Amen. Those who we have turned uh, a deaf ear to because they're calling us too much. Um, mm. repent My from God. ignoring those audio Facebook calls. I had to repent from those. And so now <laughs> I pick up because you don't know what people need. And so they see something in you. Like I saw you and I'm like, I need her for this podcast because there is something that we share on that Facebook platform. We have a platform now that we can share the word of God. And especially during this pandemic, we just, we can, we can do more sharing and become more transparent. Um, you know, I struggled a long time with not wanting people to see me. I hated Amen. people to even look at me, but I've been delivered. Whether you think I'm beautiful or not, I feel better in myself. Yes. I, um, he took my ashes and gave me beauty for them, right? Amen. So I, Amen. I, am, um, I am fearfully and wonderfully made and I am healed. Um, and I have been delivered from people. And so I just need others to know that you can be real, you can be yourself, you can be transparent because we need to to, to heal from that. Um, and a way we do that is also through forgiveness. Oh, of us won't forgive, mm -hmm. but uncle, 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 uncles, whoever did to us, and you know, and you know, in families, we have a lot of secrets, you know, yes, we tell what happened, we never bring it up again, you know, I joke right. about it. We're not going to bring up 2020 ever again. We're not <laughs> and that's how it is. And in some families, you don't speak of things that happen, but little Sally or little Johnny or, or, or little Lucky haven't been healed from that. And so now in their adulthood, they're struggling with those core issues that oh, make yeah. it hard for them to, to receive the love that not only do we have for them as leaders and, and believers in Christ, but from God. How can we love a God when someone who said they love God and knew God treat me this way? And so right. it's so difficult for people to be transparent. It's so difficult for them to come to us. And we are going to be held accountable. The blood will be on our hands if we turn them away from the God that we say we love. We That's have right. to be like that's right. Sorry, I'm going on. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I believe that this is a, a space we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but I believe that this platform that God is using is going to bless people. I, I believe Amen. I'm getting blessed tonight because I'm realizing Amen. how free I really am. Amen. Um, Amen. I, I was afraid. I was having breathing issues, and every time <laughs> I spoke, I'm grasping for air, and I'm like, "You are not going to uh, muzzle my mouth." Uh, right. I'm going to. Right. Speak. So I believe God is going to bless those who are connected to this. I thank God for both of you who said yes. Um, you just said yes. What Monday, Miss um, um, Nancy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
She didn't ask any questions. She said, what did you need? What do you need? Now that's a blessing. I, I don't know her, but those who I know, oh, they don't have the time, but that's all right because God knows what's needed, right? Amen. Um, so I, I Amen. just thank you for coming on. I will give you some closing remarks if you have any. I was looking at some questions, but um, I don't see any more questions. Um, okay. Let's see, this one here says, I ask God all the time, God, please help me to see them as you see them. Exactly, uh, Chalet, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I say mm -hmm. that all the time because I remember there was this one gentleman I had to work with in church and I couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand to see him walk. I couldn't stand to see him do anything because he made me so vexed. And when mm. I ask God to show me him how he sees him, I began to repent and I felt so broken. Um, because he was broken. Amen. And when God showed me who he was. I was able to love him as my brother. And see, yeah. we have to make sure that we are consulting with God. Because that wasn't God's will for me to not stand this man. But it was just, right, right, right. he just always talked down to me. And I have a problem with that because I don't like to talk down to men, period. Right. Um, I try not to because, you know, men deal with a lot of stuff on their own, especially our black men. So I try not to talk down to him. Until I was like, you know what? <laughs> God showed me um, that he was broken and that he was hurt. Yeah. And then he ended mm -hmm. up sharing his story with me. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I was able to really see him. So we need to know how we can um, relate to one another. Um, everybody has a story, whether they share it or not. There's a story. Mm -hmm. um, Amen. Shared. And again, Absolutely. for the topic tonight. We have to allow them to be real. We may not like what they have to say. We may not like mm -hmm. their story. We may go, ooh, but that's their story, right? Right, right. Any closing mm -hmm. remarks for you guys? Um, well, Miss Nancy, because you're supposed to be behind the scenes. Miss Nancy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm here to support, but I do have some closing remarks. Miss Nancy. <laughs> um, Chris, you, you can go if you like. Joe, so, um, Oh, um, so, yeah, I think. No, it's okay. So I think that um, this has been amazing. Um, and one of the things, Ms. Sherry, I was I was thinking about yesterday. It might have been a, a day or two ago, but I'm thinking this yet. But my days, we've been home for winter break for work since December. Um, but one of the things that God is trying to get me out of my head on is to stop thinking that Connecticut is all that there is, right? And so even if I cast the net or I put a status out there or I say, hey, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what God has launched me into. Mm -hmm. um, and nobody likes it. People see it. They don't like it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the ways of being delivered from people is to just leave it up there and not take it down to repost it at a different time so that we can get more likes. Um, but also to remember that the world is bigger than Connecticut, Virginia. And it's crazy how you're in Virginia now and I'm from Virginia and I'm doing more ministry in, in a pandemic. I'm doing ministry in Virginia and not, but we won't talk about that. So I say all that to say, um, God is definitely strategic in everything that he does. And don't think that Virginia is enough to hold you in that particular place because the world is waiting to see you. I and believe that. I definitely, you connected with this woman of God like like that. 
And like you said, you know, Jesus went to his own and his own received him not. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that's all I'm because I could I'm a I am a preacher, but I can talk. So but I say all that to say this is the first of many and you are where God has you at this point in time. And I'm glad Amen. to be part of it. Amen. Amen. And so I just want to say um, the last thing I wanted to say about um, letting people be real. I think a lot of times um, people don't know how to be real for so many different reasons. It could be, you know, the way they were brought up and mm -hmm. we don't talk about that. Yes. But I believe that p transparency is catching. I believe that it's um, I believe that if you, the, the more open that I am, I've found people to feel like I can be open too. Mm -hmm. like you really going to live the life you live right now and tell me what you used to be mm -hmm. or tell me how you really feel about, mm -hmm. you know, being living in this apartment that you was so excited about because it was your first time living under a roof by yourself and having that time to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you got caught in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. alone feels like lonely mm -hmm. instead of, you know, like, are you really going to tell that Miss Nancy, you're not supposed to talk about, but I like to be transparent, yes. real and open yes. because yes. I find that people find me more. They can relate to me better when mm -hmm. I'm yes. open about who I really am. I have no desire to be Sherry nor Chris. I just want to be Nancy. And it, the more open that I'm, that I am, I think I can inspire somebody else to be open. So that's what I have to say about that. Let people be real. You know, sometimes when we think we have it all together, some people, I had a lady to tell me one time that my testimony was too personal. I said, okay. But, and I just had to let it roll off me. But what it was, was she was uncomfortable with what she had been through in her life and would definitely never tell it. So me telling my stuff made her embarrassed, made her shame, you know, and that's the way. And if you y'all know this, I'm preaching to the choir. That's where the devil wants us to keep us. Yes. He wants to keep us shame. He wants to keep us bound. He wants to keep us unsound where we don't share so we can stay bound and we don't deliver anybody else. And Chris, I believe I agree with you, Sherry. I think you are phenomenal. I think that you are powerful just in the word. You know, words are powerful. This tool that we have called social media, if we use it right, like, you know, so many have so many negative things to say about it, but it has been a plus and a positive in my life. Yes. And you have been one of those plus and positives. And you, you know, you're, you're just an amazing woman. You're anointed. You're funny. Lord have mercy. You can cook. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you have this drawing power. And of course, the enemy wants to keep you in the background. Of course, he doesn't want us to see you. And I believe the more that you do this, the more that God is going to open you up in an area that you probably don't know exists. You know, we learn ourselves more and more. I learn something different about Nancy every year, you know, that I, yes. you know, I don't want to be the way I used to be. I, I want to be better in this. As a matter of fact, I don't make resolutions, but I ask God to give me more patience with people. And yes. you said it tonight. Those yes. phone calls and those, you know, I get inundated with music. Mm -hmm. Have you heard this, Sister Nancy? Mm -hmm. Can you sing this, Sister Nancy? <laughs> Can you tell me that? And people don't realize. Mm -hmm. Chris, you know what I'm talking about. People are sending you the same know. song yeah. 10 times. You're like, oh, God. But I just need more patience with people. Yeah. You know, the job I have is mentally demanding. Mm -hmm. So on the weekends, I just kind of want to do my own thing, you yes. know, especially since we don't have any outlet. 
but it never fails. Somebody always needs something. So I'm asking God to give me more patience with that in this pandemic that we're in, you know, because right, right. Our, we're not the same people. I feel, you know, have you guys developed emotions you didn't know you had through this? You know, it's just been different. So I just want to be more patient with people. And I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I love you. You know that. And I'm rooting for you. And anything I can do, please let me know. Maybe we'll have you back to sync. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, thank you. Um, this is going to end our um, first podcast, but I thank you both. First and most importantly, I thank Holy Spirit um, Amen. for allowing me to do this, fumbling around to four o'clock this morning. Um, but it was worth it um, because I knew that somebody, if it was only one, somebody needed to hear it. I've um, been delivered tonight again myself. And so Amen. thank you guys for, for being transparent as usual. Um, so we'll be back next week. And next week we will um, speak about the mind, body, and the soul. And so Amen. this will be um, very timely for us going into a fasting period um, where this is, again, still part of God's will for our lives. He said that he, Amen. he um, desires us to prosper and be in health. Right. Amen. So that's the whole Amen. man. Um, we need to be healed. And so Amen. thank you again. You're and welcome. We're going to um, close out and um, we will speak again. Um, also, if you need to reach us, it's at email. The email is his will for your life at gmail.com. You can give us a call at 757 607 449 zero and you will see um in the outro the um other outlets that you can reach us on on social media god bless you all amen nice to meet you chris it's joseph (laughs) all right god bless you guys god bless you too according to jeremiah 29 god has a plan come on joel let's encourage the people and we know Join Cherie and her special guests again next week for another riveting and informative segment of His Will for Your Life podcast.